On this episode of Money with Friends, a bank that has a history of scandals is moving into a new market. Will investors buy in? Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. And coming to you from my mom's half-finished basement, which happens to be in Cleveland, Ohio, for the next few days, we'll make the Stacky Benjamin Show. I'm Joe Salcihai. This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape. We break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. Today's show is brought to you by NordPass. NordPass locks your passwords and you hold the key. With NordPass, store your passwords in the cloud, access them on the desktop, mobile, or your favorite browser, all encrypted on your device for your eyes only. Get up to 50% off a 30-day money-back guarantee and a free month by using our link nordpass.com forward slash mwf and uh man a company that um uh, i'm trying to draw the analogy a company that might have violated some didn't violate passwords but might have violated a little trust we're going to talk about today yep yeah, good times. It, it has not been a good track record. It, it, it may or yeah, it might not have been. Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about a singular bank uh, today. Let's get uh, this party started. Who's going to help us kick it off? This is Tara from Rise Up. Just when you thought it couldn't get better, it's time for our headlines. All right, today's piece comes to us from Investment News, an industry rag for investment advisors, uh, where they just relay the newest stuff. Found this interesting uh wells fargo it says the what uh, offer uh, files with sec to offer exchange traded funds wells fargo and companies planning to join the 4.5 trillion dollar exchange traded fund industry one of the last major asset made managers to enter the fray the fourth biggest u.s bank by assets is seeking to register the wells fargo exchange traded funds trust with the u.s securities and exchange commission according to a monday filing if approved wells would be able to issue its own etfs although they haven't registered any individual funds yet bobby the San Francisco-based company joins rivals J.P. Morgan Chase, Goldman Sachs Group, uh, which have about $36 billion and $17 billion in their ETFs, respectively. Another large peer, Morgan Stanley, does not have any ETFs. Wells Fargo had $1.97 trillion in assets and $935 billion in loans at the end of the second quarter. Um, so this piece leaves out what we've sort of alluded to, Joe, which is their past um Scandals. Misgivings. Let's just call it what it is. Scandals and bad behavior that they've uh, been caught. Bad behavior at, at, at Wells Fargo? Say it ain't so. Bad behavior. Bad behavior. Um, so I wrote down some of the highlights of their bad behavior just as a quick no, reminder. No, no, no. You wrote down the low lights. The low lights. The low lights. So you may remember they first came to prominence in uh, or it, for this kind of stuff. In September 26th, there was a fake account scandal. Um, they had $185 million in fines from this Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, the Office of the Controller of the Currency, and all these other places. Basically, they created one and a half million fake deposit accounts and more than 500,000 fake credit cards in its customers' names without their permission. Um, other lowlights uh, also from that year include improperly repossessing service members' cars, um, 
Wells Fargo apparently was improperly repossessing cars of members of the military. Isn't that nice? Um, March 2017, there were more fake accounts. A new estimate, 3.5 million fake accounts emerges. Um, we also had a whistleblower lawsuit in there and then also a lawsuit over overcharging small business retailers. And uh, most recently, in February of 2018, or most recently on this timeline, I should say, um, this is not a complete timeline, everyone, Sacramento sued over discrimination against Black and Latino borrowers. Um, so... Not only, yeah. not only that, there Those were the things. Some low lights. Sure, and there were things that we reported on uh, earlier this year, which were not criminal, but we just made it sound tone deaf. Remember, when we talked about them raising fees uh, mm-hmm. on on some accounts, like a company that's already not very trusted in going ahead and raising fees. Like the bean counters are in control, but not anybody that understands marketing. One hundred one. Yeah. And now they're offering exchange traded funds. So first of all, Bobby. Wells Fargo and exchange traded funds. Is, is there any opportunity you see for them to maybe uh, do some bad stuff here? Well, I'm not going to, no one can predict that. What I can tell you is as a business, one of the reasons that they're probably getting into this is that this market is seeing a lot of growth. Um, investors have shifted a lot to passive investing. And so they're generally looking for products like ETFs because in general, they have lower costs. So this is what they see legitimately as a business if they are trying to get back on their feet and grow. Um, ETFs is a, you know, it's a growing business. So that makes sense. It's also of note that they recently um, cut their dividend. So they announced just on Tuesday that their board of directors is declaring um, they only are doing 10 cents per share, and that is down from the 51 cents per share that it previously paid. Um, So, you know, they they need to be doing something. Which is interesting because, and I didn't look at Wells Fargo's last uh, quarter and how they did, but, but banking right now should be making money hand over fist. Just yeah. absolutely hand over fist. So to cut yeah. your dividend right now, um, maybe a little strange. But, uh, y- you know, here's here is the thing. And once again, this is not Wells Fargo. In fairness to Wells Fargo, this is just any sales organization, even though there are laws that say that there have to be uh, between the uh, sales organization in the bank and the investment area, there has to be a wall there. You've often seen, Bobby, companies that cross that wall and they can explain it away. But when you've got as big a sales force as Wells Fargo has, and you can now have some in-house cooking where mm-hmm. you get not only the sales force, but guess what? We can offer you an ETF that happens to have the same name. Uh, may or may not be be a good idea for customers, but certainly the more you can keep those fees in-house, the better for Wells Fargo. Of course, yeah. They And they certainly do need the help. Their second quarter, um, they had revenue was down 18% year over go. year. And then their bottom line, um, they were in the red at $2.4 2. Yeah. Um, in the red. So, so they really need to be doing something. And ETFs is an area that has shown growth, as I mentioned. And so look, for, from a bank perspective, this is probably a move that is going to be positive in that, you know, it's an area that's growing. So why not try to get into it? And look, they still have customers. People are still there because if you're tied into a mortgage, you're tied into some kind of a loan. There's also just, let's face it, inertia. If you have all of your accounts there, not everyone may be as bothered as we are by what's happened. And again, if you have things that are locked in there, it doesn't mean just because they're doing all these things does, or they have done these things in the past, I should say, some allegedly, some are still being, you know, um, some are still in the legal system. But if you have a loan at the best rate you can have, there's a cost to moving. So not everyone wants to move. So you may already be a Wells Fargo person. You may have a relationship with somebody 
that is your direct banker there that you do trust that has not done bad things. There are plenty of good people at, at Wells companies Fargo. like Wells Fargo. Sure. And if you work with somebody that you trust and the product is comparable to similar products at Rivals and you could do it with the least amount of friction, it could make sense to you. And, and, it, and it might not be a bad business move for Wells Fargo to offer this. No, and you make a great point that business assets, especially banking assets, are very sticky. Once you set up a bank account, you set up all these automatic withdrawals and deposits into that bank account. Changing your bank is ugly. It is very, very difficult. And, you know, uh, we do the show live on Facebook and YouTube. You can join us on the uh, our YouTube page, uh, facebook.com forward slash money with friends or the Stacky Benjamins Facebook page, uh, facebook.com forward slash Benjamins. But Adrian is hanging out with us and says, why is Wells Fargo even in business anymore? Just why? Three question marks. The reason why, Adrian, is because... A, of, of some good people there, which is what Bobby talked about, and I totally agree with that. And the second piece, though, is the, the time cost to change is so big. But I also think that thinking about your bank and what services you get from your bank, that could pay huge dividends for people, Bobby, because you look at banks like Wells Fargo and, and uh, Bank of America as another uh, you know list of these usual suspects with some fairly high fees in that industry. The, the amount of money that can pay you over time to switch that relationship for the average consumer could be a great use of time. It could be a great use of time. But again, sometimes, for example, the, you may have a rate that's preferable because I remember when I worked at Reuters, we had a, the company had a relationship with a bank. And because we were employees of Reuters, we got a better rate. Right. So you may there are overriding factors where sometimes there is a reason to be at a bank. And as long as you're watching, you know, making sure that you don't have fake accounts opened for you without your information. Not, I shouldn't even say fake accounts, accounts, open. Just they accounts. Were accounts, actual accounts opened. Um, without people's knowledge that you got to really watch that. And it's not that it couldn't happen somewhere else. So there are reasons why people might stay. And, um, you know, there, like I said, there are a lot of good people that work at different banks. And I, by the way, have no relationship with Wells Fargo bank in any, um, in terms of my business or anything, any reason to be endorsing them in any way. I'm just trying to present the fact that there are reasons, you know, because Adrian brings it up why people would stay with there it's very sticky and also sometimes that is a place you are getting the best deal you know it's 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 also interesting you talked about exchange traded funds and low fees and generally people hear etf and they hear low low fees and we've done stories on this as well in the past that etf does not have to have a low fee and there are a lot of companies out Mm -hmm. there lately especially bobby you're seeing a lot of the fee structure on new etfs coming out getting higher and higher and higher and it's partly because people assume that because it's an etf it's going to have a low fee that actually doesn't it is true currently for the current crop but as we see new ones coming out it, it might not be true forever. So you want to check your, your ETF to see what, um, what, uh, what's going on. Uh, we actually asked our friends in, um, we asked our friends on Instagram what they thought. I thought this was a pretty, pretty good question. You, yes. We asked them, do you trust Wells Fargo? Very simple, straight up. Do you trust Wells Fargo? Yes or no? I would, it, it's, uh, okay. Let's, let's be really cynical and say 100% no. So it, we just got a few that said that said they do trust it. When we went, literally, this is how many people are, are answering. But when we, when we started recording, it was 100%. And now we do have um, a few, just a few percent said um, 
said they do trust it. But the overwhelming majority is saying, no, we do not trust Wells Fargo. Uh, not, so, not strange at all. Yeah. And let me give you a couple uh, tidbits of what people said. Um, Annette said, I have heard way too many bad things about her, about them, I should say. And then Green Eat Home says, too big, too much bad press over the years. So, yeah, Money yeah, Saver no. says bad idea to uh, customers just because they're in trouble doesn't mean we should go to them. Obviously, go to somebody because they're a, a good product. Chase also hanging out with us says, think the Federal Reserve capped almost every major bank dividend to make them store money because of coronavirus. So we have not verified that. But Chase, that sounds true. <laughs> that, that sounds very true. So good stuff uh, there. Thanks to everybody hanging out with us on YouTube and on, on Facebook. In just a second, Bobby and I are going to have a big takeaway from today's piece but we want to say thanks to everybody who's used our link when they've used NordPass. NordPass is the password manager that I like. I use it because it uh, not only pre-fills like a lot of other applications, but it also has this really sleek, easy interface so I can manage my passwords effortlessly. I don't have to reset my passwords again. I can access them wherever I need them on any device. Uh, Cheryl and I uh, are able to just see where everything is with one very simple login. Also, you're sharing passwords securely. They use top-of-the-line encryption to protect your vault, used not only by the world's uh, best password managers, but also by the U.S. government to protect their classified information. Uh, it is security that you can trust, and you don't have to just come up with one password somebody cracks that one and then they've got all your password nord nordpass comes up with passwords for you for not only uh uh 50% off if you use our link but also for a free month and a money back guarantee head to nordpass.com forward slash mwf and by the way that's nord as in nordic n-o-r-d-p-a-s-s dot com forward slash mwf for the free month and 50% off bobby what's our takeaway from today's piece so I want to just quickly add to what Chase said and give a little bit of more information um, regarding the Fed. Um, they do have an asset cap that is mandated by the Federal Reserve. And they have, uh, along with other lenders, I should say, they're not the only ones, but they've sharply increased their loan loss provisioning in anticipation of widespread defaults for borrowers affected by the economic damage inflicted by the pandemic. That comes from the Motley Fool. So I just wanted to give that extra information um, to what Chase had alluded to, because it is important. And, and a lot of banks are facing that. My takeaway is that we will see if investors trust Wells Fargo, especially when so many of their competitors also are and probably will soon also be offering similar products. Damaged reputations are tough to come back from. And in this case, the scandals have really kind of kept coming. So we'll see what Wells Fargo does to entice investors to choose them over their rivals. It's funny, as I as I think about what Wells Fargo has done, and I try to come up with a takeaway, Bobby, that uh, is something not just for a company, but for individuals. I often see people... Um, do bad things to their credibility because of what they do. It's not what they don't do. It's what they, what they do. And you'll see people online that make uh, statements that they didn't really think about ahead of time. Then they get called out on it. You've seen people lose their jobs because of this. And people say, well, it's, Hey, it's, Hey, it's free speech or, Hey, I just call it like I see it. Well, that's fine. But also customers don't have to 
go back to you because of this. Your reputation is something that takes years and years to build and can be gone in an instant. And I think we all want to remember that. But Wells Fargo ETFs might be fantastic, Bobby. They might come out mm-hmm. with just beautiful pro- products. If nobody trusts you, it doesn't really matter. And that's going to take a long time for them to rebuild. So hopefully they are good. But I think my takeaway is just remember your, your reputation. And I kind of like the advice from uh, Abe Lincoln, who I believe is the person that said, and I'm not going to be able to directly quote it, but directionally, Abe Lincoln said, it's better to say nothing and have people think that you are stupid than to open your mouth and prove it, Right. There are times when saying nothing might be might be the best thing to do. Talking to you, half the people I know on Facebook. Whoa. That's did, going way beyond Wells Fargo, Joe. Did that, well, Whoa. yes, yes. But your reputation, yes. I see people out there actively damaging the reputation every day. And we so don't, true. we don't need to do that. We do not so need true. to do that. Yeah. I, yes. Well, I, I think we're, we're all home and we are in this little bubble and we don't necessarily always, we're not always as cognizant as we should be about how many people are really out there listening. We feel like we're kind of alone or just with our friends, but when you put something out there on social media or wherever it's out there. And I agree that goes beyond Wells Fargo, but I think that's my takeaway for a reason is that Wells Fargo is trying to rebuild a reputation now and it's going to take a while. And sadly, Wells Fargo can say all day, these are great ETFs. They're fantastic, and there's going to be a bunch of people that are just going to go, no, because they damage the reputation in other areas. Bobby, to help us make the show, to participate in our next Instagram poll, where do people go? At Money Friends Pod on Instagram and on Twitter. You can also learn more about the show by going to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. Awesome. And let's talk about this, because we don't do this often. What's coming up on Financial Grown Up? Uh, you know who we have on Financial Grown Up this week, who's awesome, is we have Liz Weston. Oh, she's so and awesome. She's sharing. She is so awesome. She is, of course, a former co-host on uh, one of our alums here on Money with Friends. She is with Nerd Wallet and has a great podcast um, called, I think, Smart Money Podcast with Nerd Wallet. And Liz tells a very personal story about uh, incomplete financial paperwork. Let's say where you think you've done what you need to do, but you didn't do everything. And, and maybe why you need a third party, maybe a professional to look at documents like estate planning, like um, living wills, uh, things like that, advanced care directives. So she shares a very personal story about something that happened in her family and, and how it was resolved. And I think it's, it's an, one of those quote, important episodes that we need to listen to. I'll tell you, she uh, takes topics like that and makes them so interesting. She's, she's fantastic. On uh, on Stacking Benjamins, we have Rachel Robertson coming up. She was the youngest woman to ever lead a research station on Antarctica. And she talks about how difficult that is. If, if you're at all interested in leadership, try having a group of people that you cannot fire who have to work uh, – when the sun doesn't come up and everybody gets really depressed while they're there for the winter and you have to motivate them and lead them. And if they don't do their job, you cannot fire them. You cannot. And so she's got great stories about that coming up on SB. All right. We don't get to do that much. No, that's going to, that's going to do it for today. Everybody, uh, Bobby and I are back tomorrow. And then, and by, by the way, you usually don't hear Bobby and I, Paula Pant and I will be here later in the week. She's traveling. So Bobby did the switcheroo with Paula this week. So Bobby and I back tomorrow with more Money with Friends. Bye-bye.
The show's created and hosted by us, Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and it's edited and produced by Ashley Wall. Money with Friends is a product of Money with Friends LLC, copyright 2020. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast and links to the stories discussed, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at Money Friends Pod on both Instagram and Twitter. Look out for our polls and quizzes. You could get a shout out on the show. We're well worth following. We promise. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or or any other videos or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor. These people on this episode, they're here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you here back next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Bam, nailed it.